Welcome to the milk bar. 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 Welcome along to episode 516 of the milk bar. Jason Forrest here with you as ever. And coming up on the show, we'll be having a chat with Danny Wallace all about 30 of the most overlooked tourist attractions across the globe. And there's some amazing ones in there. Looking forward to hearing about those from him. We'll have a chat with Kimberly Wyatt all about how dancing can be difficult for the younger generation. They don't necessarily want to get involved. They get a bit self-conscious. Also, Jeff Tristram will be letting us know about his latest book which this time is autobiographical that's coming up and we'll be finding out about the lady boys of bangkok at stafford gatehouse but first of all from wednesday through saturday the 22nd to 25th of may at the mill theater in sedgley starstruck theater have oliver i'm joined now by four of the cast we have vicky liam william and pat hello hello, hello. right let's start off with introductions because these two are the main uh, problems that we have in the show uh, oliver how are you doing good thank you are you in character yet Yes. You're constantly asking for more when it comes to food. <laughs> not really. No, no musical number every tea time. Does that not happen in your house yet? Not really. It will by the time the show is finished. I'm pretty sure. What's Probably. it like coming to a show like Oliver? Because you get an important job, don't you? Yeah, it's really good because it's fun to be like around everyone as it's a good like atmosphere and mm-hmm. you know. And yeah. is that is, is is the buzz you enjoy doing this? You, yeah, your your public awaits you. Is that? Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna be a star at some point, aren't you? Probably. You certainly are on this show, so that'll see how that works out. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Dodger, your partner in crime. So uh, you get to be a troublemaker, and you do look like you could be trouble. Is this true? Yeah. <laughs> as long as I you think. admit it. Okay. Uh, have you been playing everyone else up in rehearsals? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, but like without me knowing it. Okay, so you... It's you, just a natural thing. You can't help it? No. Okay, so, so what do you think coming into the show? I mean, you, you get some great songs as well. Are you looking forward to this? Yeah, I think because it's like such a contrast to like other roles I've played. I think it's like really exciting. So, mm. so how old are you both? You're I'm 14, and 12. So this is a start of what's hopefully going to be a burgeoning career for you both, do you think? Hopefully, yeah. Yeah, okay, we'll see how that works out. Um, <laughs> fingers crossed for you, it could be good. Obviously, great stuff going on with Starstruck and Vicky. Uh, tell us about your role. Hi, uh, I'm going to play Nancy. Um, Obviously, if you're familiar with the story, you know, she doesn't have a great time throughout the show. None she, of them have a really no, brilliant time, do they? A lot of it. And yeah, it's got some really funny moments. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it's, it's quite your classic dark Dickensian tale. Yeah. Um, Nancy was obviously in a relationship with Bill Sykes, who's mm-hmm. sitting on the end over there. Hi, Bill. Um, not to say too much in his presence, but he's not a very good boyfriend. No, you're not, you're not impressed. No, I get a little bit bruised and and beaten throughout the show but she's a lovely girl at heart she just doesn't win much in life no however bill and the end Pat, yes indeed uh, yeah, obviously this is quite a, a tricky role to bring to the stage and uh, it's it's uh, something you, you've got to have the look for is this the, is the beard normal or is this no, something you're developing the beard for it is, is part of the yeah part yeah. of the look yeah you, you, you yeah, wouldn't you normally wouldn't... I look a bit sort of Peter Pan Cliff Richard if you know very very it's a real change for me yeah yeah, I'm a really nice guy normally. So. Well, this is, and so, so you, you have to, I think you, you do have to be horrible in this, which, which can't do. be fun. I spend most of the time throwing Vicky to the floor, yeah. William to the floor, yeah, and just generally shouting at people, so, uh, yeah, it's interesting. All, all of that, because you must be a lovely fella. Act. I am. And, yeah. I mean, what's been going on with Starship as well, because, I mean, you see, it's, it's great to, be, to see you back down at uh, the Mill Theatre at the Dormston School, so yeah. it, it must be quite yeah. good fun seeing all this come together. It's great, it's great. I mean, I was quite late to it, um, but I'm really pleased to be part of it mm-hmm. so uh, yeah first time with Starstruck 
uh, missed out on a little shop but was backstage mm-hmm. uh, due to the commitment so it's nice to actually be on stage with them this time and we're having a blast aren't we in rehearsals it's really good fun yeah. mm-hmm. well really let's get a favourite song from the show from each of you I've got to say my song which is <laughs> my name okay where is love where is love consider yourself that's, that's definitely got to be I suppose I'm with you on that one so far and it's, it's not one that I sing but the one I'm enjoying the most is to be back soon all the kids are fantastic and, and, and how many kids are involved in this? Oh, there's a lot. Um, I haven't counted them initially, <laughs> but I'm, I'm getting mouthed words. About 30 odd kids. Yeah. So and it's they're good. all yeah. fantastic. Well, this is it. And it's quite annoying when they're good at this age, isn't it? Because it just means they're going to get better. So. I know. Uh, there we go. Right, if you want to get yourself along there, it is Oliver, you know that much. It is Starstruck Theatre. They're very, very good, I can tell you that much. And it's going to be an absolute blast. Tickets are available from the box office on 01902 546340 or via ct.co.uk forward slash Oliver. And you can go along. And it's, it's all very sensibly priced, isn't it, as well? Extremely reasonable. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it's going to be a nice, easy one to, to get yourself along to. But it is a great thing as well and it really does look the yeah, part doesn't it and it's, it's great to see so many of the, uh, the the amateur groups who are amateur in name only and not in performance doing such a great job down there in such a great theatre have a fantastic time break a leg um, make sure you pick a pocket or two possibly <laughs> and uh, we look forward to three. seeing you down there three you going for three yeah I knew we'd be trouble uh, so get yourself down there it is the 22nd through to the 25th of May it is Starstruck and they are at the Mill Theatre good luck guys thank you very much as long as he needs me Oh yes, he does need me In spite of what you see I'm sure that he needs me Who else would love you? When they've been used so will He knows I always will As long as he needs me I miss him so much when he is gone But when he's near me I don't let on I have to why the hell I've got my pride as long as he needs me he doesn't say the things he should yet the way he thinks he should but all the same I play his As he needs me, I know where I must be. I'll cling on steadfastly as long as he needs me, as long as life is long. I'll love him. Right or wrong And somehow I'll be strong 
as long as he needs me. If you are lonely, then you will know when someone needs you, you'll love them so. A new survey has shown that over a third of people are self-conscious about dancing in public and the most shy age group are aged 18 through 24. To tell us more about the survey, um, somebody who I think is aged between 18 and 24, I'm joined now by Kimberly Wyatt, pussycat doll, dancer and absolutely fantastic all-round person. Hello! Hello, and thank you. I'll take that, 18 to 24. It's brilliant. <laughs> Absolutely. So I mean, we, we're ashamed of being classified as a dad, dancer, a mum mover. And yeah, it's, it's only at the younger end of the age group that people are worrying about this most. As we get older, the inhibitions sometimes seem to disappear. The fact that a fifth of Brits never dance is a travesty because the benefits you can reap, both through wellness and fitness, through dance, I think is just, the ultimate tool in, in feeling good about yourself and creating a relationship with your natural mobility. And I think um, hopefully that awareness is building. And with the pressures of social media and life right now, anything we could do to get rid of some of those stresses and anxieties should be a, a true focus in our lives. Yeah, and as it goes, a quarter of people there thereabouts say they try to impress others with their dance moves. But a lot of people are just doing it for themselves, as you say. Yeah, definitely. I mean... It's a great way to peacock and get some attention, but there's also people that are a bit more shy and maybe are super scared of the dance floor or people watching them when they dance. So I've created my Bring Your Heels dance class. It's going to be on the Royal Caribbean Explorer of the Seas, leaving Southampton this summer for a few sailings. And you can come join me and I can give you a few of those tools and tips to help you just feel good, give you an hour to hour and a half of, of dancing without feeling like you're being judged, without feeling like loads of people are watching, but just tap into creating that nice relationship with yourself, exploring what you got and being okay with being a bit quirky or fierce or whatever you might be. Yeah, because 90% of the over 55s aren't even thinking about flirting. They're just thinking about let's have a dance and a good time. Yeah, definitely. And I think that dance is something that can bring families together. All generations can dance together, whether it's good or bad. I think everybody can dance. It just not might might not be that great. And it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, I think working up a sweat, being able to have a good laugh and, and, and creating memories that will last a lifetime is the perfect way to spend your cruise. And as uh, well as your singing and your dancing, you've done some choreography too and it must be nice helping people to uh, to get into shape get in doing some moves and you've done it with professionals so you're going to be in the best place to help anybody who wants to get on the dance floor i buzz off of it my my purpose in life is to do my best to inspire others and i've been fortunate enough to do dance shows like got to dance and taking the next step and really reaching out to the next generation of dancers and helping them but i want to bridge that gap and reach out to more people and 
help break down the fears of being a little bit older and potentially going into a dance class and bring it more into the fitness world and just make it fun for everybody. So with Bring Your Heels, I'm just making sure that it's available to everybody. And if you're a girl or a guy that likes to strap on the stilettos and, and move, if that's how you find your confidence, this is the place to feel free to do that. Now, I'm not entirely sure I could cope with the stilettos, and I'm 47 and don't really dance. I can just about sway or sometimes do the twist. What do you think would be my first go-to dance move to get me going? Well, in my class, we would start with a nice warm-up so we could explore your body and find what you've got to work with. So we start from the feet up. You know, we shove our feet in shoes and forget that they exist. So it's time to take the shoes off and remember that the floor is your power source. We work through the feet, do a bit of ballet and yoga, sort of fusion movements that just gets your knees bending, gets you rising up on the balls of your feet. Then we go into some isolation so you can move one body part independently of the other, which really helps you explore your natural mobility. Then we go into a bit of stretching. And through choreography, we practice being fearless enough to know that if you just keep going, never say I can't, you could just see what's on the other side of fear and you might actually be able to learn a dance and nail it. Okay, we'll think about that. I maybe need to join you on the Explorer of the Seas, don't I? Oh, please do. That would be brilliant. So you can also do like a 30-second dance routine, upload it on social media, tag at Royal Caribbean UK, and hashtag bring your heels for the chance to win loads of awesome dance wear. And then come see me in um, on the Explore of the Seas for Royal Caribbean, leaving Southampton on the 21st of July, sailing 4th of August and 18th of August. So you're going to have a great time on board too, as everybody travelling will. And your chance to learn to dance with a pussycat doll. What more could you ask for? Yeah, bring it on. I promise you will have good fun. RoyalCaribbean.co.uk is the website. You can find out more about the survey on there too. But for now, keep the moves coming. Kimberly Wyatt, singer, dancer and pussycat doll. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Time to take some music now. This is a brand new single from Scott Gray. This is Someday. I walk alone In Autumn Central Park With people falling in love me by and they remind me that my time is yet to come somewhere I'll find you sometime someday at least that's what my friends say
every day stays the same old same as yesterday. I've heard that good things will come through waiting. Well, if so, then bravo for me. Sunday here on the Milk Bar. Jeff Tristram has released his kind of autobiography, volume one at least, I think, called A Lifetime Watching Paint Dry. Correct. Here he is now. Hello. Hello. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> yes, thank you. I think it's a bit, um, you know, sort of adventurous of you to suggest that I've got this is only volume one. I, th- I think the there's, there's a lot to be said. Come on, your lifestyle. Well, yeah, but the age of 65, you know, I might, I might be able to knock out a quick pamphlet after this, but I don't, I don't <laughs> think a big book. <laughs> well, we, we shall see. We know what you like. But okay. are, how are you then, sir? You're good? Yes, I'm okay, thank you. Good, sir. And this this latest novel, uh, which is obviously not a novel, it's a biography, uh, yes. it, it, it's got a feeling of a bit of a novel about it, though, because some of the crazy antics you get up to. Well, yeah, I've, I've done, believe it or not, 14 comedy novels now, so I thought I'd do one comedy sort of fact instead. Yeah. And, uh, and it, all, the, all the people who've read my stupid books, they'll suddenly realise where all the inspiration came from. And I didn't quite make all of it up, because <laughs> most, most of it's in the autobiographical one as well, you know. Well, with this, about a decade ago, you and I were doing the audiobook version of uh, your first comedy novel, A Nasty Bump on the Head. Exactly. And yeah. the, the number of bits which now correlate reading the book <laughs> to a 
apart, apart from the multi-millionaire bit with the the Shakespearean novel, spoilers if anybody uh, hasn't picked up the manuscript in that one. Oh, yes, yeah, absolutely. Well, the, the thing is, I mean, I, I do base it on what's happened to me, but then you have, you have to sort of exaggerate to make it funnier to read, you mm-hmm. know. Like, there's a good one in that... Um, that one you've just spoken about, the uh, remarkable chain of events. And I won't spoil it too much, but when he comes down one morning and he finds this sort of obese, snoring chap on his settee who he doesn't know. Uh, Have you read that bit before? Uh, There's this chap lying on the settee, snoring his head off, and it turns out he's in a coma. This is an 18-year-old boy ah, called, right, Nosh, but... called Nosher, and he's asleep uh, on, on David Day's settee, mm-hmm. and, uh, Adam Eve's settee, rather. And yeah. they're, they're trying to shift him, and they realise the poor lad's in a coma. So um, they, they phone for the uh, paramedics to come and revive him, and it's all pretty you know, nasty, but it ends up OK. And then there's, there's a little bit where they're expecting the paramedics to arrive, and instead it's two burly police officers who, who ch- charge Adam Eve with stealing two olive trees. <laughs> well, that's actually almost happened to me because I, I was walking down the street trying to think of this, this plot and mm-hmm. on the way to the newsagents, and there were two olive trees in this woman's garden, front garden, and they had a sign on them saying, free to a good home. So I thought, I'll take those then because I could do with those. And then afterwards, it turned out that this woman had just got them free from a good home ah. and, and, and not taken the labels off yet. And I nicked them. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so that that made its way into the book. So a, lo- a lot of things are true, but I just sort of exaggerate them a bit afterwards, you know. Well, it, you can't colour these things up with a little bit, then what can you do? But uh, you, you used to having a set of crayons, watercolours, gouache or whatever you call that stuff as well. So uh, painting a picture is, is something that you are exceptionally good at and is, again, covered throughout the novel, including some of the, some of the interesting stuff that you've had to paint in the past. Yes, um, all sorts of weird things I've had to paint. What, what were you thinking of in particular? Well, no, I'll let you go wherever you want to go with that, to be fair, because there's probably too many. <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, I used to get, I, mean, I, I don't know where this is going really, but I, I, um, I used to get briefs from advertising agencies and they, they used to ask me for, you know, can you paint a chicken in a gas mask and can you, <laughs> can you do this? And, can, and the thing, after a while, you don't, you don't question what you're being asked to do. You just question the fee and <laughs> then just paint it as well as you can afterwards. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm well used to it. I've painted something like 38,000 pictures in my lifetime so far. That's quite so, impressive. Yes, I can't remember what most of them were about anymore. You know. <laughs> it's probably better that way, because you would go mad with that many different pictures in your head. You would, yeah. Well, I, I went through my invoice pads just really roughly to see you know, how many I'd drawn, and it was remarkable. It, it just got more and more and more and more. And sometimes, if I was like in Italy or somewhere doing caricatures at, at events, I'd draw 45 people a day. So if you count all those... You can do, you know, I don't know how many that is in six days, but it's a lot. Three hundred plus drawings in six days, you know. So over forty-two years, that uh, that adds up. It does. And uh, have you you sat down to total the number of pens and pencils you got through in that time? Because that must be quite (laughs) disturbing as well. (laughs) It would. Well, I I know for a fact that I've got a thousand felt-tip pens. (laughs) But all of these tax deductible, which is the best bit. Well, of course, yeah. Or someone said to my brother recently, his accountant said, uh, "You haven't done as well with your royalties on your plays this year, so that's really good news." <laughs> and he said, "What?" He said, "Well, you won't pay as much tax on it." 
There's always, a, there's always a bright way of looking at everything. There's always a positive out of every, you know, can't afford to pay the rent situation, isn't there? But there we yeah, go. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, the, the, this book is out there, as I say. I think it, it's 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 amazing to, to work the way around your life. It's scary in your head, quite clearly. Um, it is. But I, have to go, I have to go and lie down, you know. Periodically, <laughs> just, just for being you. Easy. It's not easy being me. <laughs> <laughs> but... Yeah, What's the audience reaction been like? Because I mean, there, there are regular people who buy your books, and for, for them, uh, as, as well for me, for having read several of them, um, it is it, it is interesting to see the source code for what it is you're doing. But do you think you've maybe given the game away a little bit now, and you're going to have to go and live another unusual lifestyle? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I've had lots of people say what you said about, uh, oh my God, I thought that was made up. You know? <laughs> but, th- but there's also the other people who who just believe. I've done all those sort of superhero things in the books for real, you know, which I haven't done. Like, um, there, there's a chap up the, the Plough pub in Wollaston the other night, and he said, I took your book on holiday with me. And he said, um, I can't believe that Jeff's, like, been a secret agent and worked for the government, and he's an international art, you know, restorer and all that. And his mate said, that's because he isn't, you idiot, he just makes it up. <laughs> and, and this bloke took every word verbatim, you know. Like, I didn't realise you'd found that, 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 that Shakespeare portrait from 400 years ago. Uh, no, I didn't. It's a story, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I reckon it, it, it is all true, and uh, you're just sitting on an absolute yeah, fortune's worth of cash. That uh, you know, in, in in two three hundred years time, you'll the, the archaeologists will work out what was really going on, and your accountants, <laughs> and it'll be an amazing thing. No, no, no. There's no danger of that. I'm the original starving artist. I am, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, n- never mind. You, it, it's it's what keeps you in such good shape. But where yeah. where can we get hold of the book if you're not me and I, I don't phone you up and ask for one directly? Uh, well, if you go, um, I mean, you, you you can get them from bookshops. You can uh, if you can order it from anywhere, and it takes a week for it to arrive if they haven't got it in stock, which most people haven't. They just order it for you specially. But the easiest way to do it is just just uh, send me an email, and I'll I'll send them to people. You know, if they send the postage as well, they send they come in a jiffy bag in like the day after or something, in, right to your door. So it's um you, you can do it that way if you want to. So where are we going for that then? Well, that's gt at jefftristram.co.uk. I thought we were going to get out of trying to spell Jeff Tristram for people. I uh, am, yes. Yeah, but, but, but now you just said it, haven't you? So we're going to have to spell Tristram. Well, you've got to spell Jeff as well because oh, there's God, that nasty yeah. American way. So it's G- my way. is Proper G- way. The proper English way is G-E-O-F-F. And then it's Trist, T-R-I-S-T-R-A-M. It's the website. It's www.jefftristram.co.uk. And you can look at all the books there. And if you want to order one, um, there is an order form on the website, which you can fill in. Or you can just send me an email, which is gt at jefftristram.co.uk. There we go. I think you more or less made sense of that eventually. Well done. (laughs) It couldn't be easier. No. And you know your name, but there we are. So uh, there's all of that, and it, it, Trist, you can spot that in the bottom corner, a load of jigsaws, because you've just completed another one of them in our house. That's uh, that's one of yours as well, which is always oh. a pleasure. 
Thank you. I've, I've got a few more coming out soon as well. I've got the charity shop coming out soon and um, uh, another one. Oh, the, uh, the fairground as well. So stuff to look out for. Ravensburger, the place. Jeff Tristram is your man. Jeff, always good to speak to you. We'll have to have another catch up again soon and we can talk more about uh, whatever it is that happens to be going on in your crazy world then. And uh, I look forward to hearing from you in the near future. Well, for the next one, we'll talk about the new children's book, which is a, um, a collaboration with me and my brother, which is uh, well overdue. Okay, that, yeah, because you know, you're trying to avoid talking to each other where possible. No, you don't. You love, you get on <laughs> no, wonderfully we, well. We love each other dearly, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> see you soon. Drop it out. Lovely. See you then. Time for another tune now. This is Erica Papillion Posey. <laughs> Oh, wait. 
Posey with her single here on the Milk Bar. Exchange events are bringing the ladyboys of Bangkok to the Stafford Gatehouse on the 31st of October. To tell us more, I'm joined now by tour manager Binky Beaumont. Hello, sir. Hello, how are you? All very well here, and uh, I trust we find you well uh, with an exciting schedule ahead of you. Absolutely, yeah. We, we, we're currently down in Brighton, so it's a bit blowy down here, but we're looking forward to uh, to the theatre tour, which starts again in a few weeks' time. Yep, so you've, uh, you actually have residences in places as well as going across the country. This is something that certainly needs to be shared, isn't it? It's a fantastically fun show. Yeah, I mean, the show's been touring now for 21 years this year, and it started off as a small production on the outskirts of the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, and since then it's grown, and we now tour in the United Kingdom from the end of February until the end of November, playing some 58 theatres and some 11 city centres in our iconic pink pavilion, which is a great big tent, complete with life-size statues, plants, and a full-size tuk-tuk in the foyer with bars and a restaurant. While that equipment's moving, it takes about five or six days to move. Mm. We actually go into theatres doing one night at a time. So uh, we're actually um, doing the Gatehouse Theatre in Stafford on the 31st of October, which is just before we get on a boat and we all jump over to Belfast for two and a half weeks, which is our final arena venue of the year. Um, and then we all head off back to Thailand at the end of, uh, end of November. So tell us a bit about the, uh, the cast and crew for this, because it's, it's a big show, isn't it? It's the biggest touring cabaret show in Europe. It's been seen by over three and a half million people now. It features a cast of 16 male Thai national dancers who are the most beautiful, glamorous showgirls in the world. Uh, They just happen to be men. This alongside our very own diamond diva, uh, Jamie John, who's a little guy who's quite famous. He's been on television quite a lot and was in the Palladium at Pantomime. Um, And Jamie is our comedy comedy part in the show along with Ole. Um, But we actually recreate 
massive big productions, the same as you'd expect to see in any West End show. There's over 450 costumes, there's incredible amounts of lighting and stage equipment. We tour as much as any West End show, and doing it all for one night is, is a big, big task, but uh, we do sell out, and that's obviously the whole the whole point of it. It's, uh, you know, it's the biggest party in town. So phases must have come and gone over you know, the two decades that this has been out on the road, and it must be interesting you know, auditioning for this, and the opportunity to come and perform uh, across the UK and, as you say, across Europe as well. Yeah, I mean, we, we, the show appears that we've appeared over in Sydney in Australia. We do Asia on the cruise ships. Um, every year, some members of the cast who have been with us for sort of 20 years, but every now and then somebody does want to leave and settle down. So obviously all our cast are male Thai nationals. So the auditions are held in Thailand, in Bangkok, in January. Now, normally if we've got two spaces, we normally have between 100 and 200 people who audition for the show, which are already professional dancers, but it's such a prestigious thing to come and do the UK tour because it is now the greatest touring cabaret show uh, it's cheeky it's funny it's certainly not crude or rude that isn't our marketplace it's just a blooming great night out for everybody and there's something for everybody guaranteed to get you up and dancing in the aisles with hundreds of friends that you've never met before <laughs> so, so what sort of things can we expect in the show then well, there's a lot of cabaret. We've got the celebration of the greatest showgirls this year, which features full dance routines and production numbers by Beyonce, by Kylie, yeah, comedy routines that are all done by Ollie and Oak. You've got appearances for the carpool karaoke. You've got appearances of something that might somewhat resemble, but not too much, RuPaul's Drag Race. All this conforms to a complete first half and second half in a two-hour production. And the show itself is guaranteed to got something for everybody. It's got some of the old favourites, some of the old pop numbers, some of the old rock and roll numbers and all this guaranteed with some fantastic costumes stunning 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 makeup and great jewelry to guarantee for a great night out for everybody it's just one of those nights that you'll talk about for years to come and that's why we've been touring for 21 years now and uh, and are so successful because it's not cheeky it's not rude it's just great fun so there's lots of people down there who will be coming back you know, several times year after year. The show evolves each year, doesn't it? So you get different acts. Absolutely. It's a completely new production each year. We spend hundreds of thousands of pounds on new costumes. There's about 450-odd costumes used in each show, um, including obviously the feathers, but some very good replicas of Queen costumes and, and costumes that Kylie Minogue would wear. Plus, alongside that, you've obviously got a lot of the comedy elements and a lot of the big production numbers. And we're celebrating, obviously, the Greatest Showgirls Tour, which gives everyone to sh the chance to shout out, this is me, for this fantastic production. So where can we find out more and see uh, yeah, things like Facebook pages and the like to uh, get everyone in the mood for the show? Yeah, you can see lots about us on the ladyboysofbangkok.co.uk, which is our home site. We're at the Ladyboys on Twitter. We're at the Ladyboys of Bangkok on Facebook. And you can get tickets at the staffordgaysouththeatre.co.uk. Tickets are on sale now. We're only there for one night, Halloween. Thursday the 31st of October just one night before we head over to Belfast so it's the first time we've been to Stafford in a very long time and we can't wait to get into Staffordshire and to the lovely Gatehouse Theatre Yeah it's a fantastic venue so staffordgatehousetheatre.co.uk the box office number is 01785 619080 that's 01785 619080 but for now Binky Beaumont the guy behind getting the ladyboys of Bangkok to the right places at the right time thank you for joining us you're welcome. Thank you so much for your support, and we hope to see you in October. Well, I managed to get another of my Robert Lane EPs. This time, I'm going to take a track from him, which is It Feels Like 5,000 Miles here on the Milk Bar.
explore the grounds Local people said Maybe they would help to clear your head But anything come round Any place I go Just makes it worse I guess they're not to know I miss my wife and my daughter I miss the way They don't do what I say I miss my wife and my daughter How long's it been Since I was seen Oh, it feels like five thousand miles I can overhear The simple facts of life As passers-by discuss their trouble and strife At least they have near Everything they need What a foolish life I've chosen to lead I miss my wife and my daughter I miss the way They don't do what I say Hey, I miss my wife and my daughter How long's it been? Since I was seen, oh, it feels like five thousand miles. These trees are green, the greenest I've ever seen. But my favorite color is black. Flowers don't come close. The girls I miss the most, oh, I'm begging you, please, to take me back, take me back. I miss my wife and my daughter I miss the way they don't do what I say Hey, I miss my wife and my daughter How long's it been since I was seen? Oh, it feels like five thousand miles How long's it been? It feels like five thousand miles Robert Lane with It Feels Like 5,000 Miles. British holidaymakers have revealed their biggest bugbears when going on holiday in Europe, as new research shows that crowds of tourists are the thing they get most annoyed about. Someone who's used to dealing with the crowds is Danny Wallace, author and comedian. Hello, sir. Hello, Jason. How are you? All good here, and I uh, hope you're well and maybe thinking about a holiday in, in a slightly overlooked place that uh, people aren't going to realise it's great to go to. Well, do you know, I, I, I actually am. Uh, I'm going to Berlin in a couple of weeks, and I'm, I'm pleased to have been able to do some of this research because I've found places, uh, A, that some of which I've been to, um, but others um, which, are, uh, well, I feel underrated and, uh, and often overlooked, including, mm-hmm. uh, well, Drum roll, Berlin, please. I think this is a good one. The David Hasselhoff Museum. And what, what more could you ask for when you're away? Literally nothing. Um, you go in there, uh, um, you enjoy the wisdom of David Hasselhoff, who is, you know, has always been big in Germany since the 90s when he was 
singing on the Berlin Wall, um, and uh, they, they've really taken him to uh, to heart over there, so much so that this museum exists where you can read about his life, his loves, his wisdom, uh, and also they've managed to somehow procure some of the great man's chest hair, uh, which they've attached <laughs> to the wall, which I assume you can, you know, rub for luck, if that's your thing. Uh, that that sounds uh, amazing, and uh, it's, it's just a fantastic venue. Go along, enjoy that. But Trainline have done this research, and you know, it, it is amazing the stuff that we miss out on when we go places with maybe with a bit more research and looking at the top 30 could have made a massive difference to our trip. Well, absolutely. And trains as well. You know, I'm a big fan of trains, which is why they uh, they approached me. Um, like the Orient Express I've been on and these amazing trains that go through all the villages and towns in Switzerland. And the point is that you see things that you wouldn't see if you were flying over them. And you can get out. It's very dangerous to get out of an aircraft when it's, uh, it's uh, 20,000 feet in the sky. But you can hop off um, if there is something, a weird little attraction, a quirky place to visit. Um, I've always been drawn to those places. In fact, um, about a decade ago, I opened the National Baked Bean Museum of Excellence, uh, which is uh, essentially it's a two-bedroom flat in Port Talbot, um, <laughs> run by a man named Captain Beanie, uh, and I am the patron uh, of this shrine to the humble baked bean, uh, but it's testament to this uh, to this train line list that actually that doesn't even make the top 30, and, you know, I have a vested interest in it. There's some big things there. I mean, th- when it comes down to the Nose Academy, a collection of 100 plaster casts of noses of famous Scandinavians, uh, it, it's sounds amazing itself yeah everything about what you just said that sentence in itself <laughs> uh, it sings to me it, it, my heart soars of course I want to go into a Swedish museum to look at 100 plaster casts uh, of the noses of famous Scandinavians um, you know you go to these places like Berlin I mentioned you can go to the Brandenburg Gate of course you should take the lift up to the top of the TV tower and do those things um, but really I mean the Hasselhoff Museum none of your mates have done that there's also in Berlin the Currywurst Museum um, there's a delicacy over in Berlin which has really taken over, which is essentially uh, a bratwurst, um, but covered in ketchup and curry powder. And it's kind of become the national dish over in Germany in many ways, uh, so much so that there is uh, a museum dedicated to it, but again, didn't make the top 30. It could make your eyes water that one. Something that did, if ever you happen to be in Amsterdam, is the Floating Cat Sanctuary. Well, if you're into cats, this is the place for you. If you're not into cats, avoid this place. (laughs) Uh, It is a a houseboat. um, A a very nice cat-loving lady ran a cat sanctuary, and she ran out of space, so she bought a big houseboat, uh, and she invites members of the public onto the boat, locks the doors, and says, there you go, roll around in some cats. Uh, And they can stroke the cats. It's kind of supposed to be good for your health as well. It can Mm -hmm. reduce stress levels just stroking a pet. So the petless... Um, can be pet full if they go on this uh, floating cat sanctuary. And uh, you're getting the same sort of experience as stroking the David Hasselhoff chest hair as well. It is it's that relaxation. very, very similar, yeah. I, I often find if I'm feeling a little stressed, uh, just track down the Hoff and uh, give him a little stroke. Now, not all of these are actually above ground. You've got a subterranean art gallery in Stockholm and uh, the world's longest art gallery. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it is. It's the world's longest uh, art gallery. That's uh, that's that's kind of how they put it. There, there is a lot going on, kind of hidden away, not just the subterranean art gallery, but, I mean, in Germany, if you want the nightclub experience, but you want it quickly and on your own terms and without loads of other people, there is a teledisco, uh, which you might just walk past. It's a telephone box, <laughs> and in you walk, and there's a disco ball, loud music, flashing lights, uh, maybe some dry ice. Uh, you get the whole nightclub experience, and under a minute, out you go, you get on with your day. Um, and again, 
no queues really there, or maybe there'll be a slight queue, but there won't be anyone in there. Because as you say, this research, this train line research, weirdly shows us that the thing that holidaymakers hate is holidaymakers. Mm. The thing that tourists don't want to deal with is tourists, even though they are their own problem. Um, so getting off the beaten track, maybe, like I say, it's almost like a metaphor, taking that train and getting off a, a, a weird stop. That's what this list is all about. Yeah, well, uh, you've got uh, an interesting one, the Starkenberger Brewers Beer Pools. We're the yes, only spa exactly. in the world. It's 42,000 pints of lager you can swim in. You can swim in beer. I mean, if this isn't an ideal stag do, I don't know, you know, what is. Also, it means you don't have to actually drink the beer. You can just uh, leave the pool uh, stinking um, of, uh, <laughs> of, of a stag weekend. Without any of the hassle of the hangover. I like that yeah. idea. Uh, so, exactly. so, Danny, obviously you are well in tune with all of this and absolutely loving this research. And, you, and once you've visited the Museum of the Hoff, I think that's just going to be the start of amazing things to come for you. I'm going to be working my way right the way around this top 30. I mean, it's sort of like a bucket list, really. Some I've been to, some I really want to go. Uh, but I now demand that everybody join me. OK, so where do we go to find out more about all of this? Uh, you can go to trainline.com com slash trains slash Europe or just the train line app and the full list is there um, of recommendations including the floating cat sanctuary and how to get there or if you're just into noses uh, the direction uh, that you can take to uh, well um, you know really take in those Scandinavian noses it, it sounds like brilliant fun you can work out your trips book your train trip there and go in comfort and style excellent Danny Wallace thank you for joining us thanks mate cheers that's your lot for this week. Thank you so much for joining us for episode 516. Back with 517 next week. I'll see you then for half an hour. Goodbye from the mill bar. 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 Yeah. Goodbye from the mill bar. Yeah.